on my self-love path, on this healing path, it taught me to slow down and it taught me to simplify and minimize things, learn how to be okay with no hot water, no heat, mm. <laughs> eating only at the scheduled times. And so from that place, I got to slow down, I got to connect, and I got to hear my intuition. Hello, and welcome to Your Lovely Intuition Podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, intuitive medium and spiritual mentor. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with me today as I take you on the journey of understanding and connecting with your intuition, your soul, the voice within, and the guiding forces in life like the universe who is always co-conspiring in your greatest favor. My mission is to give you deeper clarity, understanding, and self-assurance of who you are, why you're here, and what you're meant to be. Take a deep breath in, release, and let's dive into all things intuition now. to another episode. I am so excited for this one because I'm going to be sharing my dear friend and spiritual coach, um, Annalie Mackham with you, Dr. Annalie. She has become a beautiful, beautiful dear friend to me. And the really incredible thing about her is that she is someone that I found and connected with online. And when I was looking for um, people in my life who had a different mindset than those who I had was used to being around and hanging around and all the things I was looking to grow I was looking to expand I was looking to find people who were in the direction in the field that I was willing and open and wanting to take she appeared to me and like we all do we all follow each other <laughs> so I started following her we started connecting so many beautiful things aligned um, we ended up, uh, I end, she ended up being a client of mine um, for a while, and now we both work um, pretty side by side with not only the direction and visions that we both have separately for our businesses, but also the fact that the two of us are the same age, the same height, a very similar personality, <laughs> and we just really found a beautiful friendship within each other. So this episode, we're going to be diving into all things finding your purpose, the importance of self-discovery and really just tapping into Annalie and her beautiful energy. So sit tight and we are about to dive in. All right. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today, Annalie. I'm so excited to share you with my audience today and we're going to dive into all things about self-love, intuition, your story, and I just can't wait. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to share with your audience too. So Thank you for having me. Yay. So let's start off by just getting to know you a little bit. So can you tell us who you are, where you're from? Yeah. So I'm Dr. Annalie. I actually am a chiropractor, but I'm also a spiritual teacher and self-love guru. 
right now, currently, I am in Washington, D.C., but I soon will be moving to Miami because I am a warm weather girl and that is where I belong. <laughs> so those are the basic, basic, quick fun facts about me. I love it. And I can attest to that. There's a lot of snow here and I'm ready to go to California. <laughs> yeah. I like the snow for like a week, but then I'm, I'm so ready to be back in my natural habitat. <laughs> I totally understand that. So what is something that you've done recently that you absolutely love? I love kundalini yoga. That has been my thing lately. And so I've always like when people are like, what's hobby or what do you do for fun? I'm usually like, I don't know. I'm always like working or studying. <laughs> so for me, doing kundalini yoga and actually going to a studio and doing it is my my version of fun. That might be adulting, but I <laughs> I just love it. I get into I get into this whole different vibe, this whole zone. And like, I feel like I'm floating and it's just, it's, I guess it's almost like a high. It's like a high as if instead of drinking alcohol or doing drugs, it's like, let me go do my Kundalini yoga. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely something to be said about the spiritual high, like being in a high vibration and energy, because there's truly nothing else that you can do as a substance that really mimics or makes you feel so uplifted like you do when you do meditations, deep meditations, kundalini, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one more quick question for the audience to get to know you is um, tell us something about you that you have done recently that has really helped you in a big way with your path and your purpose and your mission in life. Yeah. So that's a great question. And something that I've recently done is I actually just went to India and it was kind of on a whim. I went to Thailand and I thought I'd be coming back and I didn't. I just, I stayed in India and I developed my spiritual practice. And what it really helped me do with being in India, I usually can be a go, go, go girl. I can be so in my masculine energy working all the time. And on my self-love path, on this healing path, it taught me to slow down and it taught me to simplify and minimize things, learn how to be okay with no hot water, no heat, mm -hmm. <laughs> eating only at the scheduled times. And so from that place, I got to slow down, I got to connect and I got to hear my intuition, but also feel my pain, my pain that I had been avoiding. I'd been doing work. It took it to a whole, whole new level. Oh, I love that. That's so incredible. That is so awesome. Um, so I want to dive into your story. Um, what really brought you onto this path of entrepreneurship, self-development, personal care, all the things? Yeah. So like I said, I am a chiropractor. And so towards the end of my chiropractic ruling, I started working with patients and what I noticed is I would help them with the physical symptoms, but their same issues kept coming up. And so somebody gave me the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Hay. And that's where I started to learn that what's coming up in the body is coming from our mind or from our pattern or our negative thinking. Mm. And when I started applying that to my life and I started helping my patients with that, that's when they really got better. 
that's when I started to heal. That's when I started to lose weight and feeling happy after being depressed for so long. Mm. And so I realized that was the missing piece. I wasn't fully loving myself, but I wasn't doing the mental aspect of the healing. And that you could do the physical all day long. The clients, I'm doing that with my clients. I'm, I was doing it with myself, but nothing was changing. It has to change first in the mind and the thoughts and the beliefs, and then the outer world will change. I love that. That's so, so true. And how did that kind of create that bridge for you to get into pursuing like a career of, for, your, for yourself outside of the practice? Yeah. So that's where I realized, okay, I don't see myself just working physically with people. I see myself teaching this knowledge in a huge way. I want to write books. I want to do courses. I want to travel the world. I want to speak. And so I, I, what the person who showed me that this was all possible was Gabby Bernstein. Mm. I started reading her books and then I actually signed up for B school through her, which is on like an online business school. And then I went for her spirit junkie masterclass, which at, I was two weeks, it was two weeks before I was to graduate from chiropractic school. And I was like, nope, I'm going to start my own business. And I just leaped and I had no side job. I had no other income, no backup <laughs> plan. I was like, it's gonna work. It has been hard. Yes. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't do it any other way. I just, I, you have to follow your calling. I had to follow my calling. It wasn't traditional chiropractic. I still fuse the chiropractic into everything that I do as an online business owner, but I had to, I had to just do it differently and in my way. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. I love that. And I love that you took that <laughs> leap without any sort of buffer or filler because a lot of people have this idea that you have to be in a certain position in your life, typically financially, to be able to move forward with something that you need. And even with me, me and my husband came out of two years of not work, either neither of us working because I had I was there to take care of him twenty four seven, and he was having all his heart surgeries. Mm -hmm. And my whole business and everything that I do kind of came by accident, is what I thought in the beginning. And we didn't have that buffer. We didn't have the exuberant amount of money to be investing in coaches and masterminds and courses and all the things. So for me, it was really about finding the resources that I could. And so for you, I love that you had that, that, you know, ideal job, right? The chiropractic position oh. that you were going for and you felt a calling in your heart to do something differently. And you leapt with, with faith, with probably not a whole lot of money to be investing in a whole lot of other things. Nothing. Right? So. <laughs> No, I literally had no money. Like I had $15 in my checking account. I had a credit card that was like $10,000 balance with like 800 left on it. And so I put the 800 towards a coach and a website and that was it. And I was like, I'm gonna figure it out. So I don't know how recommended that is, but it worked for me because it lit a fire under my ass. And yeah, I had a really great job lined up. Like making like DK three days a week as a chiropractor. And I still chose to follow my heart. Mm -hmm. That's what, that was the push I personally needed to, to really do it and go all in like no backup plan, no plan B. I had burned the boat. I made it work. I love that. <laughs> 
And how did you find your support system was through that? And because now you sit in a position in your life where you are a very vastly different person than you were when you started that whole journey and Mm -hmm. your support systems are going to be very different. So how do you find your transition has been from maybe even parental beliefs or ideas or support and friends and things like that to where you are now? Yeah. So in the beginning, I feel like I had a lot of friends that had a lot of stuff to say and were trying to look out for me and as my parents too, and they still try to. But what I noticed along the way was some friendships too, some of the support in my life, it was more temporary. It wasn't, it was a great, it was great and it served support in my life at that time. But now a lot of the friends that I had when I first started my business a year and a half ago, I'm not really friends with them anymore. And it's like no hard feelings, but I'm very selective with the support or any kind of belief or energy I let into my life. And so that's something big that I would share with anybody too, who wants to go on and do their own thing, be an entrepreneur, follow their intuition. Not everybody is is meant to be permanently in your life. And you do become the five people you surround yourself with. So if you're constantly with people who are telling you not to take risks or that's crazy to start your business, take the chiropractic job, like what are you doing? You will start to absorb those beliefs if you're not careful and that will bring you down. People are always just projecting their own feelings. So yeah, my support has changed like crazy actually. I now have super, super supportive people in my life who love when I take the risks and who just back me up. And I created that by, but I had to create space and room for that support system by being willing to let go and accept that some people were only in my life for a season. I love that. I love that. And, um, kind of just going back to the beginning, uh, what, how did you find that, um, how do I want to word this? So for me, what I found is that there's a lot of information out there. We have access to everything at the tip of our fingers. And for you, how did you find like creating a focus was surrounding the content and the information that you were consuming? Because there's lots of people who teach things in so many different ways, different ways to meditate, different beliefs, different ideas. And I know you've taken a lot of courses and worked with a lot of different coaches. How did you really tailor all the information that was available to you to work and make sense for you and your passion and your purpose? Yeah, I think I danced around with it a little bit, actually. I think I was pretty all over the place and I did try too many things and that was a bit chaotic. So how I then narrowed it down was I just made it simple and I went back to what worked for me, what worked from the things that I applied into my life. And for me, it was, it was just simple things and it was mainly just loving myself. And so that's how I really narrowed it down because yeah, I've taken so many courses, so many seminars, read all the books, taken like IIN, B-School, like all these things, you name it, Gabby's thing. And yeah, it just comes back down to what, what worked for me and then making it my own. Mm-hmm. So for someone who's kind of starting with the personal development, spiritual development journey, and they're like really in the mm-hmm. beginner stages. So they're probably purchasing all the books. They're jumping into workshops yeah. or courses or things like that. What would your best advice for them be right now? I would say to, to focus on one or two things. You, and, and also, this is, I wish somebody told me this. So this is why I'm here to tell you. <laughs> You know way more than you think, and there is no secret. I've now worked with multiple seven-figure and seven-figure earners, not even six or multiple six-figure earners, like the top of the top, 
And what I've learned from all of these programs is there really is nothing outside of you that you don't know. There might be a few basic things in business that you can find on Google or maybe through like a basic coach or whatever, but there's not something missing. What's missing or what needs to be in place is focusing, getting clear and staying consistent. That's what it is. Yeah. I wish I learned that because I spent, I've spent over like fifty, sixty thousand dollars on coaches and books and seminars just in the last two years, <laughs> and that's that's. I I wish I could go back and tell all everyone. There's not, there's nothing you don't need. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of investment, how would you mm-hmm. find like? Or what would you say would be a good focal point? So it's like, is, would you recommend that there being something, you know, if you're trying to heal past trauma or you're trying to tap into a new level of yourself or something like that, would you recommend someone finding a person or an idea to start with to focus on? Oh, it cut out right at the end after focus on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now Um, I hear you. Perfect. Okay. I'll repeat that again. Um, for someone who is starting out where there is all these things at the tip of their fingers, would you recommend or suggest that it's a good idea to kind of pick one area of your life, one idea that you're trying to shift into or to transform and really just kind of find that one person or that one thing that's going to help you for the first step? Absolutely. I think, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I definitely think, yeah, like more narrow focused, but also like when you're going to invest, make sure the person that you're investing from is it's someone that you want to either have a similar business to, or you feel very connected to them, not just because like they seem like the best in the industry or they can help you make a lot of money or whatever it is. Like make sure there's, there's something in it that really deeply resonates with you, not just because you think you should be in and that you don't need to be doing them. Like you just asked, like, should you be more like narrow focused? Absolutely. When we get to too many ideas, too many things we're trying to heal, too many things we're trying to work on. We're all over the place. We're scattered and nothing gets done. You're running around in circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so perfect. Cause what I find is, um, in the beginning I thought, well, I don't need a coach. I'll get up. I'll, you know, listen to the podcasts and I'll read the books and I'll just take their free workshops and things like that. And in the beginning, it was definitely ideal for me because I didn't have a whole lot of money to invest, but the more that I was even just me doing this for myself, this didn't even have anything to do with me building a business or moving forward or teaching or training other people. I found that the way to really help myself was to find that one person that resonated with me and it had nothing to do with, you know, how many clients that they had or how many people that they had helped. And yes, um, feedback and reviews and all those things are super important, but it had more to do with how that person's energy was and how they were showing up and what they were able to provide me with. And I really looked less to, I want to see their credibility. Now it is a very important thing because there's a lot of coaches in the world nowadays. And I don't say that with a negative um, connotation whatsoever, but there's a lot of people really working on themselves and there are those certain people that you're going to want to learn from versus others. However, I found that finding that coach that fit my needs versus just their credentials or them being the shining star was so much more important and yeah. helped me to really overcome a lot of the things that I was trying to do in the beginning. 
absolutely. And even like, this is my experience. This is my lens. Um, take it or leave it. But like, if I were to look back with investing, I feel like it would be more with a coach or somebody that's just a few steps ahead of me. And they too, they really are, they're so into it. They have so much more, it's not so much more free time, but more energy to put into you and be more focused as opposed to some of the investments that I had made in some of the programs I had did with big shining stars, the, the biggest in the industry, they, they didn't, majority of them didn't really have much of that energy or focus to give. And so it was more cookie cutter. So yeah. that would be an advice that I would give. And maybe that does work for somebody. I don't know. Um, but that's my experience and that, that would be a, a recognition or to really tap into that. Like you said, like it's, it's not even necessarily the credentials. It's how they make you feel and how much, how much support are they going to give you too? So, yeah, I love that. That's so beautifully put. That's, that's how I was, what I was trying to get to, but you worded it in such a better way because mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's exactly it. It's, especially if you're doing it for yourself in the beginning, you want that person mm-hmm. who is, who has that beginning experience, who's not, you know, 15 years ahead of you. So it's not that they forget all the things about the, in the beginning process, but they're in such a bigger place where they likely have more people delegating or being delegated the duties. So it's like that one-on-one that you really need in the beginning to help you get over that first wall. Because I really found that that first wall that I was trying to overcome was a lot of insecurities, was a lot of lack of self-understanding mm-hmm. and was a lot of lack yeah. of love. And so those are the foundational points of like trying to move forward with anything. You want to build a business. You want to be a better person. You want to make bigger waves in the world. You want to just, you know, feel better in life. Generally, the insecurities, the confidence and the love are the biggest things that we really have to work on and working with someone of a much higher level and capacity. I found that even just taking their workshops and stuff, it was more about being already in the energy, like very much in the future, but not about how to get over where I was in the beginning. So yeah, that's, that is great advice. I love that you're sharing that because that is why I'm so passionate too about like the work that I do, because you could learn all the strategies, you can learn all those things, but if you haven't gotten over those humps, the self-confidence, the self-love or healing the stories, you learn all those things, but they won't stick or they won't last or they won't be implemented if those blocks are there. So it can feel very frustrating. I know I was so frustrated for many, many, many months. Like I'm learning everything. I'm doing everything. Why is it not working? Oh, because I have deep rooted beliefs. I have deep rooted beliefs around receiving or not feeling worthy. So of course I'll sabotage it. Of course I won't follow through. You have to get over that hump first for any of that strategy and anything to land anyways. And then when you relearn to after you've gotten over that, you're like, Oh, it, it actually was so simple. I made it so complicated because those beliefs or blocks were, they weren't addressed and they weren't worked through. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That is so, so perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This industry is just so incredible for so many reasons, because no matter who you are and what you teach, there is this incredible shift that is happening in our in the reality that we are all living and more so in the dimension that we are Mm -hmm. living because there are so many more people coming to the conclusion and understanding that it is important to work on your mind. Your mind is the center of all the force and ignition and power and attraction of our energy. 
And in order to even just in your everyday life, be a better person, feel better, experience things on a deeper level, you have to work on your mind. It is the most valuable asset that we have. So I love that there are so many more people in this world stepping up to not only realize that, but then also finding the passion and the purpose in helping other people along the way do it too. Oh, it's everything. Because say you want to like lose 10 pounds, for example, but if you have it in your mind that you're stuck at 142 pounds and it's all you can picture in your mind and it's all you're saying to yourself, you will do all the diets, you will do all the workouts, you will do the keto, you'll do everything. But if your mind hasn't shifted and changed, then it won't change. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like the mind is that foundation. You, when you shift the mind, then the outer can change. Yeah. That's part of our free will too, which I've, I've come to learn. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's so true because even in your coming home program that I took with you in the last round, the one thing for me with losing weight was I kept feeling like I had to be doing all the workouts. I felt like I had to get to my pre-baby weight. I felt like there was like, you know, only eating certain things and restrictions. And even though I don't really limit myself with food, I'm very intentional about what I'm fueling my body with. I still found that I had this belief that I wasn't where I needed to be, or I needed to be pre-baby weight, or yeah. I needed to look a certain way. And something that you taught in the, the program was to just look in the mirror and just tell yourself that you love you every day in with affirmations mm -hmm. or just always starting with that. And so I started doing that. And every day I started to feel a little bit better. And it also allowed me to feel more motivated to follow through with my routines and my structures and like what I was trying to accomplish. And it helped me to release the idea that I wasn't good enough already where I was, that it's not about getting back to where I was because where I was before the baby is also a whole nother version that I'm not today. So, and that in itself allowed me to lose 10 pounds. And it was honestly just yeah. energy and emotion that was being stored in my body that was carrying that weight. It had nothing to do with my actual physical body. Exactly. And it's just like you were we were saying in the beginning, it's like, you know what to do. You're doing enough. But if you're not shifting those major like humps beliefs, nothing changes. That's the work. The work isn't really so much more, more working out, eating better. Of course you have to do that. But I would say that's like 10% of it. The 90% of it is, is the mindset, the beliefs around it. And the main thing is the acceptance. When you're not in acceptance of anything, it's like, we know this, we've heard this. It creates resistance. Once you can accept, okay, this is the weight I'm at, this, then you can do something about it. But if you're constantly resisting and going against it, you're going to constantly be in that energy. You're not a match then to even lose it or be the weight that you're wanting to go to. So I know a tangent with weight loss, but it's, it's applicable and it can apply to any area of your life, money, yeah. relationship, whatever. Yeah. So true. So true. So yeah. If, if you're listening to this, if weight loss isn't your thing that you're wanting to work on right now, fill it in with money, fill it in with relationships, attracting yeah. the relationship, healing relationships, self-healing, past healing, all the things, because it still applies across the board. It really, truly does. I love it. Okay. What inspires you to wake up every day and do what you do? So since I've been a little girl, I've always known that I would be like a public figure and I wanted to write books, but I didn't, I didn't know like on what, and I didn't know what that would look like. And so as I've been embodying and implementing the self-love, 
and seeing how much of a transformation I've had in my life and how much of a transformation it has in other people's lives. It just gets me so excited to fulfill that little girl vision of spreading something and helping the world in a big way. And so at times though, like to be honest, where it has been harder to wake up and I haven't felt as passionate when I'm working towards such a large vision, sometimes it can feel so far away. But when I take it back and make it into incremental steps, baby steps, I get excited again. I'm like, ooh, I'm coming out with something new. Like I'm excited about that. That's gonna help so many people. That's what gets me going. If I don't have something like that though, that's and I'm getting kind of stagnant, it can be harder to wake up. So holding on and just reconnecting and coming back to that vision I had as a little girl and what I what I have now and what grown into is moves me. Ah, I love that so much. I mean, it's so true. It just makes me <laughs> think of how with a lot of my clients, I teach them that the motivation and inspiration that you desire to have to move you forward in life has a lot to do with your willingness to try new things. So for you wanting to be an author and wanting to do all these incredible yeah. things, it's also about you now until you are that person pursuing that, like maybe taking a writing course, journaling, like just even doing things yep. to get you into that energy. And unless you're willing to pursue different avenues of that bigger vision, you're never really going to truly know which one that you fit into. Cause maybe your thing about being an author actually has more to do with like maybe being a speaker. And even though I feel like you're definitely a speaker and going to continue to be a speaker, um, that book will end up no. there, but it's like, <laughs> till you get to that point, it's like, how can you pursue other things surrounding that same idea? Totally. And that's something I see a lot with a lot of women, with my clients in general, my audience is sometimes their vision can be so big or something that they want. It does just seem so far that then they can might, they might start feeling like they don't have purpose or passion or they're feeling mm -hmm. depressed. And so, like you just said, doing something like for me, like starting baby steps, like the writer's course is an amazing step. And, and knowing that this was something too, it's like, I'd been wanting to be a writer, but you, you don't just wake up one day and the book is there or the, the credentials are there or whatever. Like you, I heard this quote from uh, Kara Allwell, the one who wrote Girl Code. And she said, you can want to be a New York Times bestseller and you could be preying on it all day long, but you still have to write the book. Yeah. Like you still have to take the steps and there's multiple steps to do it. So all you need to do is like start with one. So for example, if you have a big dream, yeah, to, to be a writer, what can you do now to work towards it? Can you, can you sign up for a writing course? Can you hire a coach to help you? Can you start Googling things? Can you write a page every day? Mm. That's how you step into that version. You just don't, you don't just wake up one day and then your New York times bestseller book is there. And you're never going to feel ready or feel like you, you know enough. You have to just start doing it now. And I think that's like the, the like wake up call that I, I finally really have had more so recently. I love that. And actually that's, it's while we're on the topic of writer, um, I just listened to a Lori Harder episode on um, Earn Your Happy. Aww. And she just talked about how it took her four years 
to write her book, um, A Tribe Called Bliss. And in those four years, she had written it. She had learned all the things, the ins and outs, the editing, hiring people to help her edit, all the stuff. And then there came a point where she just decided that when she finally read the finished copy, it wasn't good anymore. And so she threw it out and she started over. And then the book ended up being now what it is. But that's even a perfect example of how she took that time and with no expectation, she took the time that she needed to learn the things, to take the steps, to do all the stuff. And even though the final ending of that experience wasn't what she wanted it to be, she was still willing now with all the knowledge she learned over those years to start again. And so, yeah, I love that. It's very inspirational and so, so true. Yeah. I have chills when you say that because it's so much true that you're saying and that like what she went through and what she did. I even, I'm, I start thinking about that all the time now, like with my courses, even when I, when I create a new course or I create a new membership or something like that, it's like, I have to just do it. I might look back in a few years and it might be completely different from where I started it, but I, you have to do something. You will do something just like she learned auditing, who to work with, how to write a book, all the things. It's just like, you can apply it with anything, even like the, the light bulb getting invented. It took like 10,000 tries until it was the right one. Imagine if like he didn't do that, like 9,999 <laughs> 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 tries, like whatever. We wouldn't have had the light bulb. So why do you think after like launching a course or, or starting a business and it's not working even after one, two, even five years that you give up? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's something I, I see. It's like, we want that instant gratification or we want it to work and be successful and be making the money and helping all the clients and doing all those things. But we are also comparing our step 15 to say like Lori Harder's step 20,000. Yeah. So, so true. I love, I love, I, I mean, I love her and I love that she shared that four years and, and then completely scrapped it. People could think like, that's insane, but I think that's beautiful there were so many lessons and gifts alone in that and at least she took action yeah yeah so true um okay I have a couple more questions for you and then we will wrap this one up so beautifully but how has your intuition played a role in your day one to your day now oh my god everything and your course has helped me so much with this honestly your intuition academy with listening and actually hearing the answers. So of course I'm still like practicing developing it, but it's, it's gotten so good. But in the beginning, I'm not listening to my intuition at all. I was using all intellect. So I was using just my brain. Like, for example, Ooh, that coach, like that looks like she would be a good coach. Like, let me go with it. And I didn't tune in or tap into, is this actually the right coach for me? Is this actually going to help me get to where I want to go? Do our energies vibe? And from, so that was from day one. And I honestly had spent so much money and got into so many situations that were, that did not fully serve me. Looking back, I see so many lessons. And in the end, of course, it serves me in some way, but one of the ways it serves me is lessons to not do that and to use my intuition. And so in the beginning, yeah, there were a ton of mistakes and a ton of money spent and all the things because I wasn't listening. Now, working with my intuition, it's helping me even distinguish, like, is that the right day? Like, let me actually tap in and let me see how that actually goes. Is this the right coach for me? Is this the right program to launch? Even though it might seem really good, seems great, but if it doesn't feel great and I'm not getting 
those intuitive guidance, those intuitive hits that I now know how to distinguish, that I won't waste the time doing it. I will go what my intuition tells me. And it always ends up working out well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's vital. It's vital, especially as an entrepreneur and as a, a business owner, a person in general, obviously, but especially when you have your own business. Mm-hmm. And how do you really work through um, making those? So if your intuition is guiding you to do something that feels uncomfortable, how do you help yourself or how My do God. you have realizations with it being between like intuition uncomfortability or it being like fear telling you like, oh, don't do this? Yeah. So I like it's it's funny because I can look back now and now I know from those things that I said yes to before where I wasn't listening to my intuition. I now know myself and my body and I know what's a no and what's a yes. So I developed that skill and now I know how, so for me, like if it, I've, I've heard from some people where it's like, you feel like you're going to puke and like terrifying you and you feel like you want to like poop your pants or whatever, like that's for you. But for me, yeah. it's not like that actually, that actually is a no for me. And I had confused that with a yes many times because other people had told me to feel that way. My body doesn't respond that way. My body, when it's for me, it seems more, it's like, it's like scary, but it's almost like this gut feeling, but like it won't go away. And I also, I also know too, if I, I ask myself a question, I put my hand on my, my heart, my hand on my stomach, and it feels like I can't really breathe. That to me has been like a no. Mm, so sometimes I, I can ask a scary question. Yeah, I can ask a scary question and I might not like the answer, but I can really breathe through it. It just like scares me. That to me is still a yes, but I can breathe through it. That is so perfect and important (laughs) because I'm the same way. Um, I was taught that distinguishing between fear and just like your intuition guiding you to your next level and it being uncomfortable because through the uncomfortable, there's always a brighter thing on the other side. There's something that you're meant to learn that it was the like the nausea, the like absolute like full body yeah. scarcity that was like your your intuition telling you no. Um, but for me, that's actually like that has nothing to do with it. That actually just has more to do with like me going through something's going to be very uncomfortable for me to go through. So it's like when that shows up, it's not necessarily my intuition telling me no. It's just that I know that this is going to be something that I need to lean into. And even if for some reason that ends up being the not like the mm-hmm. how do I want to word this? Not the greatest decision. There's always something to learn. So that coming back to that trust and surrender. But yeah, um, it is truly about learning how your body reacts and responds to things first because we all respond very, very differently. Yeah, it really is. That's like what I feel like a huge gift in it is I when I noticed that an old feeling from a decision that wasn't didn't support me as much as I felt it should have, or I wanted it to. Now, when I get that feeling again, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Like, let me, let me tap into this more. Let me get curious about that. That was a similar feeling I got before. And so it's, it's why it's important too, because you're going to hear, you hear things. Some people say like, things should be scary. Things should be exciting. So hear a huge contrast of different ways to trust and lean into your intuition. That's why intuition it's, how does your body react? How would I get a yes could be a totally a hell no to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I have one more beautiful divine question for you. 
um, to close Aww. out our session. Um, <laughs> you had one moment to speak love into someone's heart who was going through something they couldn't see the beauty in themselves. What would you say to them? I would say that you are already right now whole, perfect, and complete. That there's nothing that you're, you're missing again. There's nothing that you don't know. All of the answers and all of the guidance, the sound cliche, but they truly are within you. Once you especially stop thinking that something is missing. And so also knowing that everything is temporary. Just like everything that you went through before, it always ended up in some way being okay. It's always going to be okay. So that is a beautiful way to really love yourself and to, when you notice yourself getting anxiety or you're feeling insecure, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling unsupported, remembering that you have everything you need within you. You are worthy, whole, perfect, and complete just for being alive, just for being born, nothing, nothing and that everything is temporary. So you will get through anything that you're going through no matter what. I love that. That is so beautiful. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's let them know how they can find you. I know you have your coming home yeah. program. Is that still open? I do. Yes. So the coming home program as of now still is open enrollment. Um, that program is amazing. It's a deep self-love, self-foundational healing program modules, do it at your own pace, private Facebook support group. It's the only way right now to really get group coaching and support from me. So if you're interested, if you want to learn more, you can go to my website, dranalee.com. It's doctor spelled out O-N-A-L-E-E. And it just got an amazing upgrade and I hired a website designer. So you're going to flip. It's so beautiful. It's, it's beyond, it's like, beyond gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I can't wait for you guys to see it. So even if you don't sign up for the program, go check out the website. <laughs> and then you can, all <laughs> it's so good. Like my website designer is beyond talented. It like freaked me out how good it is. So, um, but then also message me on Instagram also at Dr. Annalise. So you can just comment, you can ask me a question, whatever. I love to connect with you guys. I love to support you, lead you in the right direction. And maybe if there's something more that is calling you, I, I still, I have a ton of tools and resources that I can lead you to and direct you to. So don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Yay. Well, thank you so, so much for Yay. coming on today. I am so grateful to have you here and you sharing your time and your energy with all of us and sharing your wisdom. It has been greatly appreciated. Oh my gosh. No, it has been an honor. I'm sending all of you guys listening, healing vibes, self-love vibes, having you rise into that higher frequency, that higher self version of you. And just keep remembering you have the power all along, my dear. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Annalie. Yay. All right. I hope you enjoyed Annalie as much as I did. You can check out all of her links in the show notes. Um, and I'm so grateful for you spending this Monday morning with us and listening into all of her wisdom and insight and energy. She is such a beautiful soul, so you will never go wrong taking an extra minute to follow her. 
And I wanted just to remind you about this month's online energy circle. It is every month on the 26th and in March in particular, we are going to be diving into all things activating and balancing the sacral chakra. We're going to be opening up and understanding our pleasures, our joy, our emotions, our creativity. And with that embodying that next level version of ourselves. Um, we're really going to be learning how to embrace her, what she is like, how she acts, what she feels like, how she makes her decisions. And I'm going to be leading you through a beautiful guided meditation to help you to tap into that. So you have more guidance and direction for who you're stepping into to move forward. Uh, every month it is $13.33. So you can register at rileyjune.ca forward slash workshop. And I can't wait to see you there. All right, stay tuned for next week's episode. I will see you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me in this week's episode. I would love and appreciate it so much if you could share this with one person that you truly feel could take away something great and divine. It is my absolute promise to always bring you the best of value, the deepest connections, and the insight and golden nuggets for you to be able to take away in your day. Reviews are always welcomed. And if you'd like to connect further with me, you can check me out on Instagram at Riley June, R-Y-L-E-E, June as in the month, or at RileyJune.ca. Either way, I love and appreciate you and your time.